This is Aviva Richman of Hadar sharing some thoughts on Parshat Noach. Staying afloat in a world of loss. Parshat Noach hurls us into confrontation with the fact that creating life is difficult, bound up in disappointment and loss. The resounding focus on loss of life in the flood at the beginning of the Parsha reemerges in a more contained and subtle way as the end of the Parsha relates that Avram and Sarai could not bear children. These two accounts of disappointment and loss in creating life that are bookends of Parshat Noach, one in epic proportions and one on the scale of a couple's journey with infertility, inform each other and guide us in navigating loss and cultivating resilience in our own lives. While both are stories of loss of life on the most fundamental level, we can apply the lessons learned more widely to the risks we take when we hope to create in many different realms of our lives. How do we confront disappointment and loss, possibly over and over again? The scope of the utter destruction of life in the flood is overwhelming, related repeatedly in three consecutive verses. All creatures breathed their last breath. Everything alive died. All existence was erased. Each verse turns the wrench deeper into a sense of loss on an unimaginable scale. Living through COVID over the past year and a half and witnessing recent devastation from climate crisis, the chilling description resonates too close to home as we've confronted loss on a scale unknown in most of our lifetimes. The words read more like a eulogy and less like an unrelatable epic. Sheltering as best we can, we grieve like Noah must have grieved in the ark. The flood story articulates an enormous public and shared loss. The Torah's explicit detailing of loss in the flood contrasts starkly with the terse description of Avram and Sarai's infertility, where their private experiences of loss remains buried in the gaping holes etched out by the narrative's stark edges. At the end of Parshat Noach, sticking out in the long list of begats, Sarai was barren. From this brief sentence through to the announcement of birth that comes chapters and decades later, we can only imagine that there must have been much disappointment and loss in Avram and Sarai's reproductive journey. The Torah does not relate a medical history of periods, miscarriages, or lost pregnancies in the many years they tried to conceive. All of this lies out of focus, beyond the margins of the text. We are left to wonder about the loss they suffered privately. Their unarticulated disappointments resonate like overtones against the backdrop of the story of the flood. The Torah's articulation of loss in the flood offers a language that honors the risk of hope and the intensity of disappointment that may ensue when we try to create life. An inability to get pregnant or a lost pregnancy can feel like the loss of an entire world. Understanding the flood through the lens of infertility and pregnancy loss offers an important frame for the Midrash that teaches that God created and destroyed many worlds before creating our world. The divine process of creation wasn't smooth. The living, breathing world we know came only in the wake of multiple attempts and losses. Even as our position differs markedly from God's, God's losses come from exercising control, while our own losses stem from lack of control. This teaching nevertheless reminds us that the story of any birth and creation often has chapters of complex prologues. The vibrancy of life and creativity is bound up in losses. 
The Parsha's juxtaposition of global and personal loss works in two directions. Not only does the massive public loss of the flood honor the gravity of smaller personal losses, our personal experiences with loss can orient and anchor us as we confront loss on a larger scale. The loss described in the flood is totally overwhelming. It is impossible to imagine this much destruction, let alone know how to respond. Our experiences navigating personal loss, even if it feels totally devastating, can help build our muscles of resilience in the face of more global loss. We can all trace our origins back to the uncertainty, risk, and possibly loss involved in the pregnancy and birth that brought each of us into the world, our own upbringing. We don't always think about these experiences as formative, even as they are fundamental to all of humanity. Yet, in a recent book, High Risk, a doctor's notes on pregnancy, birth, and the unexpected, Dr. Javi Karkowski argues for the importance of telling the stories of our origins in risk. The risks of pregnancy and birth are, quote, complicated experiences that ask women and their families to be stronger, braver, and more vulnerable than most of us know, end quote. The insight from her extensive work in obstetrics can go beyond the bodily experience of a person carrying a pregnancy. Anyone willing to embark upon the journey of entering into profound relationship to nourish another human life carries deep hopes and confronts the risk of deep disappointment. These origins that brought all of us into being can ground us as we face uncertainty, disappointment, and loss in the lives we live out in the world. We are born of strength, bravery, and vulnerability, however conscious or subconscious. We can carry that with us each day. Parshat Noach, from beginning to end, beckons us into the fortitude required to live in a world of risk and loss. God's grief in facing the loss of a world and readiness to hope to be in relationship with humanity yet again parallels the grief and hope that Avram and Sarai must have felt each time they tried yet again to bear a child. From our divine and human parents, we can learn the bravery to risk creation and relationship, the vulnerability of confronting loss, and the strength to try again. Shabbat Shalom. We'll close with a melody for the Shabbat Zemer, Yom Shabbaton, that has as its refrain, the dove finding a place to rest after the flood. Shame, shame, I know.